Welcome to Mission Stories for Kids with Uncle Gordon, where you will hear first-hand accounts of answers to prayer and miracles from God. Oh, by the way, I think adults will like this too. Hi boys and girls, Uncle Gordon here. Lovely to be able to tell another story to you. I have told you about Angari and the watch that floated. I had another experience on that same part of the Solomon Islands. I was there to run some meetings and so every night and every morning I would run some meetings and talk about God to a whole group of people who would come and meet together. But before each of those meetings I liked to do a little bit of exercise. And the boat was tied that I was staying on that time, a little mission vessel called the Lauaheni. And it was tied to a wharf on one side of a great big bay. And so I thought it would be nice to swim right across the bay and back again before having breakfast and then taking meetings or going to visit some people, whatever was on each of those days. And I said to the couple of young men who were with me, who had come with me to help to provide the song service and to do some special items, they were very talented music men. And I said, would you like to swim across the bay with me? for a bit of exercise and they said oh no you go ahead Uh, we want to stay in bed a little bit longer so you just go and so I dived off the edge of the mission boat and began to swim right across the bay I made it to the other side and stood on the bank for a little while and caught my breath and then turned around and swam all the way back the second day I said to these young men do you want to come for a swim for a bit of exercise too they said oh bed's pretty good you go we want to stay in bed a little bit longer And I couldn't help but think, well, that's like a lot of children, especially when it's not a school day. It's pretty hard to get out of bed, isn't it, when you're pretty cosy and comfy there, and if it's raining outside or dull outside, it's nice to just stay in. Anyway, the third day, I thought, oh, it's a dull day today. Look at all those clouds. And and I looked out on the water, and it was all choppy. There was a wind that was blowing on the water, and it didn't look good for swimming. And so I thought, no, I won't bother going today. And just as I thought that, these two young men walked out with their bathers on. They said, we thought we'd like to go for a swim today. And I didn't say I didn't want to go. I thought, well, I'd better go too. And so I went and put on my bathers and uh, the three of us dived off the edge of the boat and began to swim across the bay. Now, it was quite a swim. We were just over halfway across the bay to the other side when one of the young men said, oh, no. And I said, what do you mean, oh no? He said, there are sharks coming in. There are sharks coming towards us. And I said, oh no. Well, what do we do now? What happens now? He said, well, they'll probably eat us. And I said, that sounds really exciting. I really didn't want to get eaten. I didn't come here to get eaten. And then they said as we were waiting, then the sharks got to us. And now I could see them because with my poor eyesight, without having my glasses on while I was swimming, I couldn't see them from a distance, but now I could see them well and truly, and I could see that they were wanting to eat us. And they said, but the good thing for you is that they'll probably eat you last. Because you're light colour, and as the sun reflects off you, it shines a little bit more, and it's a little bit more like something that doesn't belong in the sea, but we've got darker skin, and so we look more like the creatures of the ocean, so they'll eat us first, we think. I said, well, that's encouraging. And they said, well, when the sharks get between us and the boat, there were the two of them swimming together. When they get behind us, we'll say to you, go, and you get out of here. 
go to the other shore as fast as you can. And we think the sharks will stay around us and they'll eat us or try and eat us. I said, oh, are you sure? They said, yeah, yeah. And then they said, look, they're nearly there. Go, go for it. And so I took off. Who do you reckon's the fastest swimmer in Australia? Who's the quickest? Well, I can tell you that day I was. The outboard motors, there must have been about four of them, all came into play. And I don't think I even took a breath as I just swam as fast as I could the whole way till I crawled out amongst the coral and the rocks on the other side of the water and then began to breathe again. But for every stroke and every kick of my feet as I was swimming, I was waiting and wondering if I'd feel that cold, steely grip of a shark grabbing me by the leg or grabbing me by the waist. And every moment I was waiting, wondering if they would grab me. But I crawled out safe and sound. And then from the distance I could see vaguely what was going on. Those sharks attacked those young men. But they had a special technique of attack and these young men knew the sharks' methods of attack. They had grown up as children in the waters where these sharks had lived and they had been attacked before and they knew what to do. You see the shark, when you look at a picture of a shark, they've got a long pointed nose and their mouth is set well back underneath their head. Those sharks were measuring where the men were. And then they would all of a sudden dive. And as they dived, they would pick up speed. Then they would roll over at the bottom of their dive and come up upside down with their jaws open to grab and to tear apart the person they were attacking. These young men watched. They were treading water while the sharks were going around. And as soon as they saw that first movement to dive, these young men didn't take a breath. They just dived too. And when the sharks rolled, the young men were down where they were. And the shark came rushing up to the surface to attack, and there was nobody there. Then the young men drifted to the surface again, and took their breath, went, (sighs) and then watched as they trod water there, watching the sharks and turning, not daring to take their eyes off them because they had to move at exactly the right second. And then the sharks dived again. And that very moment the sharks dived, these two young men dived as well with them. The sharks came up again because there was nobody there. And for nearly a half hour, there was this game of cat and mouse where the sharks and the people were trying to get each other. The people weren't attacking the sharks, but they were diving with the sharks. And at last the men had been drifting nearer and nearer as they'd been dog paddling and and just treading water there in the water till they came amongst the reefs and the rocks near the edge where I was waiting, standing, watching. And the sharks then went out to sea. And the two young men crawled out beside me. They were exhausted. I didn't say anything for quite a while because they just lay there on the ground, on the coral, on the rocky coral edge, just panting trying to get their breath back and when at last they relaxed I said fellas I've got a commitment to see the boss over there fairly soon we've got to go back they said oh we're not going in the water again we've got to go around I said yes but that would take us three or four hours because it's a long long hike to to follow the bay right around it's a very big bay it's it's a number of kilometers we'd never do it in time it's quicker for us to to go across the water No, but if we go across the water, they've got sense of smell that's so strong, they'll come back. And maybe not just two, it may be a dozen, and they'll come at every angle, and we're headed. 
we'll get eaten. So we knelt together, said, God, we don't know what to do. There is a man wanting to know about you on the other side. And I feel compelled. I've got to get over there and meet him on time according to the commitment we have. But we're scared of the sharks because we know they'll come back. And we can go around, but then I miss the man. What do we do, God? And I had a very strong impression. I'll look after you. I'll look after you. As I shut the the lion's mouths for Daniel right back in Old Testament Bible times, I can look after the sharks. And these young men got the same impression. And so we waded out into the water after praying and began to swim. And all the time we were praying, God, we're yours. Put that barricade around us. Stop their noses from smelling us. Keep their mouths shut if they do smell us. Keep us safe. Block off this bay. All sorts of things we were saying to God all the way. And when we came within just a few metres of the little dinghy at the back of the mission boat, we almost leapt out of the water and pulled the rope in to pull us up towards the dinghy and climbed into the back of the boat, exhausted. Then we knelt in prayer and said, What has happened today, God, we know is not normal. Those sharks would have heard us in the water, they would have smelt us back in the water, and they would have come back for another go and maybe brought all their cousins and brothers and everybody else, and we would have been mincemeat, we would would have been eaten. But thank you, God. We don't know what you did, but we know you saved us. Thank you. Thank you, boys and girls, for listening so well. Sometimes we do get in some dramatic situations, sometimes some pretty tough times. Sometimes God intervenes in some ways other than what we don't expect. Sometimes he he intervenes in the way we want him to, we ask him to. We didn't know that day how he was going to do it, but we know he did. And God can care for you if you keep your trust in him. So boys and girls, God loves you and he wants to be part of your life again today. Keep trusting him. God bless. Listening to Mission Stories for Kids with Uncle Gordon, a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.